Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, you just watched a movie. Did you enjoy it? That's what we are going to find out soon. Hey, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, guys. You can't do Beverly Hills Cop to that beat, though. Ben no, Lee you certainly can't. Do Axel, Axel Foley. Is guy in Murphy. <laughs> it, it's fine. Hey, George, Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> I'm not even worried about this movie because if you don't like it, you should quit the podcast. This is a fantastic movie. Oh, thank the fucking Lord. Because <laughs> 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 it was wonderful. It's everything that ever wanted to watch god and we've i could wait this and i'm like for so long is, yeah is george gonna like we did all these cop movies just to watch this movie <laughs> this is like my <laughs> this is my scream of cop movies uh, okay good hopefully you're not lying just i mean to, no to i mean i don't know i'm i'm comparing it to 48 hours a lot and uh it it, it fixed a lot of things right from 48 hours um it just uh it didn't have all the 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 bad continuity and mm. it was just you know it's a solid movie. really well done Eddie Murphy's character was like more i guess i don't want to say subdued but like uh, he Mature. was he was more uh i don't know focused He's not like Jim Carrey wacky. He's like no, he wasn't. He wasn't wacky at all, and it, his delivery hits. was like more dry, yeah. like more even keel. So you kind of weren't sure whether he was being, mm-hmm. you know, sarcastic. But like, I, like you know, and then there were other times when obviously he was. But you know, th- dude, there were so many lines that were hilarious, mm-hmm. but were like they were just, just you know throwaway lines, like when he drives up to the. The valet, and he's like, <laughs> said, "This shit happened the last time I was here." Yeah, he's like, "Make sure you give me a good spot." All this shit happened the last time I was here. That like, I'd never heard that line before, dude. I've seen this movie probably a hundred times, and I forgot completely about that line. I laughed like out loud when I heard that. I was like, "Holy shit, that's funny!" <laughs> all this, all this shit happened last time I was here. I'm Car, like, oh car's like a hundred years old. <laughs> And she's like, you were driving that shitty uh, blue Chevy Nova. He's like, still driving that Chevy Nova. Uh, this movie made me want to go out. No, it didn't. I didn't want to get a Chevy Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and the banana in the tailpipe. Bananas in the tailpipe was a big thing. Like <laughs> What we talked about last week with the racism and the characters and all that stuff like that were pointing out racism. This movie, again, is progressively doing that, but does it in a way that doesn't offend anyone. And, like, when he, when the, the one cop's like, yeah, we're not going to fall for the banana and tailpipe. And he's like, you're not going to fall for the... <laughs> he does the voice right back at him. <laughs> which is, that's Eddie Murphy's white guy voice. Like, he does that instead. Been hanging out with this guy too long. <laughs> and he says, you've been hanging out with this... <laughs> but he never really takes it to a level where you're like, oh, man. Like, it's, it's so playful, but hilarious. Yeah. And when he does the um the character in the in the in the uh, restaurant, uh, when he goes to see Victor Maitland, and and he, you see him, he's standing there and he does it. He basically says, you know, I got herpes simplex ten. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> but when you watch him 
standing there and then he clicks into that character like he does the wide eyes like mm-hmm. he, it's so funny <laughs> to watch that transition cuz you know it's coming that's his that's his um his little richard you know impression that he has done many times on Saturday Night Live and uh when he just uh, I watched it this time I'm, I was trying to watch this with a microscope and there's just so many little nuances and little things that he does that I kind of missed. But I'm glad I watched it that way because I caught a lot of things I never caught before. Did Dan like it? Well, I mean... You didn't like the sequel to Fast Times? No, this is fantastic. This movie rocks. Like, I'm really glad we watched it. I know we've been building to it forever. Uh, I don't know if you were like ticking off your bingo card of all the different people you've already seen before mm. that all come together into this movie, even though it was filmed before RoboCop. Uh, we have a yes. lot of people from our show we've already covered who now have converged into one fun universe. Mm. And that's the other thing. Like we talk about Nick Nolte's character and where he was coming from in 48 hours. And then they take that character which is basically Taggart. But they give him such a heart, like what we were talking about with Nick Nolte not having <laughs> any credit, like any uh, uh, redeeming qualities. Yeah. Taggart's like that gruffy cop, that stereotypical cop, but he's got like this heart of gold, but he doesn't want to go against any of his, uh, you know, ethics. Yeah. And then Reinhold's character is like, <laughs> like the squeaky clean version of what Taggart probably was 30 years ago. And then, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy comes in and screws all that up because he comes from Detroit <laughs> where they don't do anything by the book. Yeah, and Reinhold is so, like, young and naive mm-hmm. and, yeah, and it seems like he's looking for someone to look up to. Right. And, you know, and, you know, as... He's so gullible. Yeah, and <laughs> as, you know, and as not by the book as, you know, Axel is... Mm-hmm. Like he is the most competent, right. right? He's not, you know, like he's not by the book, but he gets the information, you know. Yes. Um, the strip joint scene is hilarious. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> of competent police work in this movie across the board, even to Ronnie Cox, the guy, you know, Dick Jones from RoboCop, when he mm-hmm. just off the cuff is like, "Oh yeah, coffee grounds. They put drugs in those," and all the guys yeah. are like, "Oh." And you see Reinhold's character look at him like, wow, you are a cop. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of good interplay there without anybody just being total Keystone cop. And then they kind of show that he was almost interested in following Foley's information until the higher-ups come down and basically yeah. tell him to get make, you know, make him walk. So that you, you weren't sure if he was going to be like that um, guy that's involved. You know that ster- that uh, tropey thing where like the guy in charge is actually involved in the crimes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was actually the chief when I saw the chief. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah. When I got the impression that the girl was going to be involved, and I think that's just right. a trope that's established after this movie as a way to twist on the formula that they kind of get perfect in mm-hmm. this in Beverly Hills Cop One. So I think they buttered me up to expect the double cross when really. Jenny. It's just a good cop movie. Who had a crush on when I was a kid. You thought she was going to be Talia? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, I never thought that because they did a really good job at establishing her feelings towards Mikey and Axel's feelings. Sort like they, you never really got like a weird, you know, was she involved? Does she know it? Like they never. I never thought of her as being somebody that might turn coat or was working from the inside or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times those turncoats are presented like that so yeah. that you the don't, way I so you don't see it coming is the the interaction between her and Maitland where he could have forced her to work for him against Foley but that never happened right cuz he's intimidating he's like a wish.com oh, uh, Hannibal Lecter that's another <laughs> he's not I don't know no I don't think he's wish.com oh I actually yeah I wrote he's knock off else. knock off Vladimir Lecter cuz he's kind of got a Putin yes. look yes. to him yeah, so he he's but he's definitely got a lecture thing going on. So I that yes. that's funny. Yes, I agree. You know what he didn't do? <laughs> he didn't. Do no, that. Oh. <laughs> he didn't say. You shot me. <laughs> I got shot. Shot. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's that. another thing that was fixed. He didn't have a lot the, of time because this time the villain was uh much more I don't know interesting and yeah. like well acted and. You know, still kind of a bit generic, but like that's okay. I mean, it's fine. He was good. Yeah, he was good. Going. And I liked his henchman that was like the knockoff James Con. Yeah, yeah. Who's also in? Isn't he? Wasn't he in last week's movie? He played a cop in in Forty Eight Hours. Oh, did he? Forty Eight Hours or hers. Yeah, at the beginning, I think uh, the other set of cops that were, you know, being a pain in the ass to I th- Nolte's I character. I thought I recognized him, but I didn't really know where from. Yeah, he's a big character actor from the 80s. Jonathan Banks is his There's name. probably more actors in here that I don't, that I probably should recognize that don't. I, I that saw I don't. three cameos that made me go, holy shit. Which were? Uh, the Banana person the guy giving the bananas out uh-huh that was damon wayans yes a very very oh. very young damon wayans okay and i did not recognize him but i know who he is the security guard's boss when he's like how you doing can you come here for a minute yeah the guy <laughs> that he that comes over and he gave me a match <laughs> he gave me a match you gave him a match the guy who says you gave him <laughs> a, that's rick dukerman he's like a i think dukerman no he's another com- rick dukerman's from the burbs but that guy's another stand-up comedian, and then Paul Reiser was in this. As yep, well. Paul Reiser, who has my favorite line in the movie that's not <laughs> delivered by Eddie locker. Murphy. This is not my locker. <laughs> yeah, that's you know good. how many times we said that in high school? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever a teacher came up to us, like you're doing something wrong or you're not where you're supposed to be, we're like, "This is not my locker." We would walk away. <laughs> Such a good line, great delivery. Love Paul Reiser. Yes. When you guys are interested in doing the first three seasons of Mad About You all in one big purge, I'm there, I'm in. Dude. I love that show, and it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. So yeah, that uh, that line, this is yeah. Oh, this is not my locker. It's another one of those like little throwaway yes. lines that's just hilarious. Yes, and uh, what's the that's the name of Serge? Who's that guy? He's from uh, oh Balky from Perfect, Perfect Strangers. Strangers. Yeah, Balky. I can't remember what his real name is. It's probably on here somewhere. Uh, George has the. Uh, credits up no he's that, not he's too far down that first <laughs> that first interaction bronson pincho bra yes 
Oh my god! When he does the get the fuck out of yeah, here, yeah, the higher no, voice I part, will not. Like, so no. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not. I just sold oh it today. Oh my god, so funny! <laughs> oh man, did you <laughs> so ever watch funny. the later seasons of Step by Step in the nineties after they kicked Cody off because he like did some horrible thing, and so they had to get a new goofy person to be like the outside the family family member, and so Bronson Pinchot showed up for a couple of seasons. Really, it was not great. But I do like him in this movie. I'm trying to remember which show was Step by Step. It's the one it's Hogan's. basically the Brady Bunch, but with Patrick Duffy and what's okay. her name from Three's Company? Uh, I remember it. Suzanne Summers. Oh, Suzanne Summers. That's yeah. right. And uh, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. One of the lesser TGIF family shows. Yes. I think it came on after Urkel. Yeah, he. It was no Family <laughs> Matters. That's for sure. That's so funny. Ah, that when they kill Mikey, yeah, like it sucks the air out of the room. It's so cool. Like it's not cool. It's horrible, but like it is so not what you get in these movies today. It's just so cold. Yeah. Oh, you feel like you're watching like a like a Goodfellas there for a second. Yeah, and it out of nowhere, and then they never do it again, and it's like the perfect amount of just like gut punch. To remind you, like, oh, yeah, this movie is not fucking around. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't remember if the credits came on before you see Eddie Murphy. Do you see him first before they do the opening credits? Or did you know it was an Eddie Murphy movie? I knew it was an Eddie Murphy movie. Okay. Um, I think from the DVD menu. Ah. There was... Womp, womp. Yeah. I should have stayed and put it in for you. <laughs> when I dropped the DVD off, I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Nah, I don't think there's any. No, and I didn't there. even have anyone here to put it in for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> no, but um, no, I seriously didn't. It was just me, and I put my daughter to bed and started the movie, and then my wife comes home later. And she sees the second interaction with Serge. Mm. And I can tell she's like, she's smiling. She thinks it's, she would like this. She movie. thinks it's funny. And I'm like, oh, you think that interaction was funny? <laughs> you need to see the first interaction. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He does his laugh more in this movie. Yeah, he does. Than he does in 48 hours. But the it's he has so many different levels of it. The more Eddie Murphy movies I watch, the more I realize that that's like his George Burns cigar. Like he just, he just knows how to use it in the right spots, and it's a good punctuation to a joke. Like when he sees the when he does the the uh, interaction with the uh, concierge about being a Rolling Stone reporter. Yeah, and he ends the, he ends the shout with the N word, and it's like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And the manager's like, "Oh no, no, no! Whatever room you want, whatever you know, whatever's going on." That's I was not expecting that when I, I remember watching this movie th- for the first time, and that threw me off. But then I forgot about it, and then when I was watching it last night, I was like, "Holy crap!" But it was perfect, yeah, because it was just the right again, the right kind of progressive pointing out racism and inequality without yep. being uh, browbeaten. Yeah, and he just he had to he had to go over the line to get the yes. room and he did it just 
just but at he had the that right whole time. story. He didn't have to get all crazy until like just he punctuates it with that, and that that's like all right. And this is like no, 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah, not, no, yeah, no. <laughs> How'd you feel about the captain? Another uh, trope to these movies is the the screaming captain in Detroit. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the captain in uh, no the, cap- the captain of Detroit was when we were watching Forty Eight Hours. I couldn't help but think of this guy. Because the guy in 48 Hours was also a screamer, but he yeah. wasn't intimidating. He just looked like he was constipated. <laughs> I think the captain in... Um, this captain looks like he's got more layers. I I think I like the the best captain out of all these movies. Um, Joey Pants. Yeah. Yes. Woosa. Yeah. Woosa. <laughs> but I think it's because in... Well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Did you finish watching it? I did, yeah. <gasps> Ooh, did. bonus. Ooh, extra get credits. Bad Boys. Yeah. I finished Bad Boys. Nice. So we'll talk about that a little later. But Joey Pants, in both of those movies together, makes a perfect, yes. just a, a perfect comical, angry uh, Well, that was what? Ten, Captain. Ten years after this? This was 84, right? I don't know. 84, so when was Bad Boys? 96, 98, something like that. 98, okay. So we had the progression of the captain. (laughs) Yeah. From from this. In doing my uh, little bit of research, 84 is a big year for movies. So uh, this, this I forgot this came out in 84. It was a good time to be alive. I wasn't old enough to go see this in the theater, though. I was only nine. But, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine seeing this in the theater. Is uh, everything that Eddie Murphy touches gold? For everything a long time. But everything but the golden child. <laughs> Although that was okay, but it was not. It was a kind of a mess. Okay. That was like late 80s. But, yeah, this... I don't think he did anything bad until Norbit. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the first one I remember being like, ooh, critics aren't liking this one. I didn't go see yeah. it because it looked awful. But uh, Yeah, hmm. like even the Nutty per- Professor kind of hit it out of the park. And you wouldn't expect it to. Like You're just like the premises, eh. He's trying to remake a Jerry, Lew- Jerry Lewis movie. But it was different enough to where it did well. So, yeah, probably Norbit. So he had a good 25-year run. I think he's a treasure. He is. No, he's an all-time great. He's like Bill Murray, Tom Hanks, Robin Williams. Like, whatever you put him in, they're going to perform above and beyond what what was expected. And we'll talk about later what this movie originally was and how he made it what it is. Let's do that now. I'm interested. You want to do it now? Oh. Tell me the well, trivia. I know you don't normally like trivia, but this stuff was interesting. I figured you would probably like it. Uh, the original directors that were possibly going to direct this was Scorsese and David Cronenberg. <laughs> 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 uh, this Go was on. Before, yeah, this was before it was a comedy. 
the script goes all the way back to like 78, 79-ish. Um, Brookheimer was one of the producers. So mm-hmm. you kind of feel the early Brookheimer with the car chases and the yep. trucks through the street and stuff, which is something we covered a bunch in these cop movies. Um, possible Axles, Mickey Rourke, which you don't know who that is. But, I know the name, but... Uh, Serious actor. James Kahn, who you know is Sonny from Godfather. Yep. Uh, De Niro, you know him from a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Pacino. Okay. Robin Williams. Okay. Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. you can see the John, evolution there. That's yeah. funny. John Travolta. Okay. And the last one is the the biggest one that had the most impact was... This was almost a Stallone movie. Wow. So when he came in, I don't know. Do you know any of this, Dan? No, this is it, all okay. news to me. This is when one of those kill your darlings kind of moments, I guess, as they're yeah. just retooling the script every week. Yes. And then once they went more comedy, uh, they brought in people to do rewrites. And then when they got Stallone involved, he actually wanted to do rewrites to make it serious again. And he worked on it a little bit, and then they wound up going in a different direction, so he walked away. Mm. And then he took all his ideas and wrote the script for Cobra. <laughs> so we got Cobra, oh, which God. we will probably watch at some point. We could probably watch that next, but we're not going we to. We should watch Cobra, but we're not going to. Uh, so yeah, this was almost a Stallone movie. I never knew that. That's wild. Until recently. Before you said Stallone... I thought you might say Nick Cage. <laughs> he was a little young. Yeah, a little this early. For like, Cage. yeah, two years after Fast Times, so he was still Coppola, and he was kind of a nobody. Nick Cage, but you could Rosewood. focus on how good yeah. Judge Reinhold did, did so soon really after well. playing a very convincing old teenager. Yeah. Oh, I just thought that this was his first job out of, you know. Like he went right from Fast Times into the Academy. He got real he... good at coffee tossing <laughs> at uh, robbers, and pretty soon he got got the bug. Hope and... you had a really good piss, Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, only man. two years, and Murphy's only twenty three in his movie. So, yeah, it's he's it, killing it. This is lightning in a bottle. This movie. It's almost. Per- I would say it's near perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, the language is kind of off, off the deep end in terms of like the amount of cursing, compared to mm-hmm. anything we'd watched from this era. Like I don't know when you say the f word three times a sentence became like the action movie, crime movie thing. But if it's this movie, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Because even coming from Forty Eight Hours, I felt like it just tripled the uh, profanity, which isn't huge, not a big deal. I don't care, but you know. It was but just it noticeably increased. Out. Yeah, it felt like in 48 Hours, it was like used in certain scenes to kind of push the feeling of like the fact that he's a convict and the cops really, really, really gruff and hates convicts. So there's a lot of language between them two. And then the, obviously the bar scene. And then Gans guys. I mean, Gans was completely a, a low life. So just that using the F word just to use it 
it didn't seem that way because it seemed not pointless. In this, it's even better. Like I think it's used, even though it is a lot of profanity, I think it's spread out enough to where it doesn't really stick out. Did I ever tell you guys the story of my my wife watching a movie with lots of profanity in it? Mm-mm. Um, Get the fuck we, out of here. We were watching uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Departed. Okay. Right? So it's every other yes. word in in that movie. It's like watching a Dice Man And we're watching it, and I'm like, I'm just watching it, and I'm just, I'm loving it, I'm watching it, loving it. And she's not loving it. And I'm like, how are you not liking this movie? She's like, there's so much, so much cursing in this movie. Mm. And I'm like, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're cops and gangsters. And like, you know, she, she says, people don't talk like that in real life. And I was like, oh, uh, yes, they fucking yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up in New Jersey and doesn't uh, think people talk oh, like yes, that? They, yeah. Oh, yes, I they hear do. language like that in, in grammar school. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, they do. Yeah, I went to I went to grammar school with like half the cast of Goodfellas. Yeah, it was like every other word that you. When I was growing up, the word "fucking" was like a word you threw in when you were pausing to try to find something to say. Yeah, yeah, it was your um, <laughs> it was your um, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come off that bad to me? Um, oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we watched uh that uh oh what the hell is that movie boondock saints did we watch we didn't watch that i thought we did we have not watched oh uh, maybe that was my other movie club your, your <sighs> cheaters club that dude first wives club <laughs> <laughs> look it up i think they say the f word like 260 times nice. in that movie nice well there's that's only so job. many words i mean what can you expect yeah it's true do you guys think uh, it's wild that this movie came out from Paramount Pictures the same year as Friday 4? Yeah. Like, what a year. Uh, yeah, that was my other uh, part of the trivia, was this movie beat out Ghostbusters in the box office for the yearly, or for the you know accumulation of full box office. And that year, it also beat out Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Gremlins, Terminator, like it wiped everyone. Maybe you know what it was. They basically all these good movies split the vote. <laughs> you know, no, it's just money accumulated. If, has, there's no vote. <laughs> well, I mean, split the money, yeah. So, like, if each one of these movies came out in a consecutive summer, mm-hmm. they all would have been number one. I'd have to see when the release dates are. If there's like, uh, if Ghostbusters came out, but that's crazy. This beat out Ghostbusters and yeah. Terminator, and and what's funny is Eddie Murphy turned down the role in Ghostbusters to do this movie. Yeah. So. And this movie, according to IMDb, grossed two hundred and thirty-five million dollars on a thirteen million dollar budget. Yeah. Crime. That's like Jason movie money. Like Friday one yeah. only scaled up ten times. That's like, that's like Avatar money. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and that's a and small budget. According if you can believe IMDB, the opening weekend only fifteen million. So you're talking about uh, word of mouth word of mouth driving yeah. this thing. That sounds like my profit margin when I buy comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh ten cents. Oh, I just sold it for a hundred. At IRS. 
I can't. I, I, you forgot. I've sold it for a hundred jelly beans. Jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, take that out. There's eighty-seven thousand people listening. Sold it for a hundred. Right sold it for a hundred acorns. I'm going for those new listeners, and, and they're really bored. Can you believe I got a hundred acorns for this comic? I only paid ten cents for it. Ten cents. Holy sh! Nikes. Actually, I haven't sold anything yet, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Oh man. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. This is not my locker. <laughs> this is not my locker. Yeah. <laughs> this is not my locker. Oh man. So you've got uh, a car chase like Blues Brothers. You got Judge Reinhold from Fast Times. You got Michael Jackson from Moonwalker. You got Ronnie Cox from Robocop. Wait, we haven't watched Moonwalker yet. We have not watched, but we did watch Thriller. But we did watch Thriller. And, and we oh had two my God. Thriller jackets in this movie. When the we two did. guys are walking down the street in the like yeah. the beat it and thriller jackets or whatever, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> he's, it's he's like the most genuine hilarity oh my god (laughs) it's uh, scenes like that make did you ever see wedding singer yeah okay the scene where uh sandler's friend shows up at the party and he's wearing the beat it jacket and and he's wearing the glitter glove (laughs) and sandler goes dude take that glove off you look ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people were wearing this freaking gloves in places back then so it was not weird in 83 to be wearing it but yeah. he was speaking for all of us when he says yeah. that which makes Eddie Murphy's laugh because when did Thriller come out 82 uh, I think it was 83 82 83 so those jackets were like pretty fresh and new yeah and he's already laughing at it <laughs> he's just like <laughs> and it did like you said it looked genuine like he he did so many things like that scene in the club I think a lot of that is improv the scene in the car with, with Taggart and, and Rosewood was improv I don't know what I would love to see the script I don't know what was written but I know a lot of the Eddie Murphy scenes are improv the you know the big cops should be these guys should be wearing capes. That was all improv. Yeah. So this is definitely the kind of movie where you <laughs> want to sit down and watch it with the script and see how much shit he put in. Yeah. And he's it's so watchable, like rewatchable, to the point where I when I was watching it yesterday, I was thinking to myself, like, Axel Foley is as good as, like, an Indiana Jones. Like... Indiana Jones, you could take Indiana Jones. You can make 35 Indiana Jones movies. If they're well written and they have a, you know, obviously like a good object he's trying to find and a great story behind it, you can put him anywhere and he would be a great character to push the story along. Foley would be the same thing. Like I would watch him go and with a good script because I know Beverly Hills Cop 3 is not that good. But it has to have a good story. That character, you could put him in anything. That's how good he was. Like in the, if they did one movie every year, if he became the new James Bond and they did a new movie every one or two years, it would have been fine because he would have carried it. Yeah. But the problem is studios get in the way, writers and this and that, and then it changes everything. Plus, well, he gets a little cranky too. And they kind of painted themselves into a corner. By calling the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Because now, if you want to do a sequel, generally you're going to have to find a new reason to bring him back to Beverly Hills. Right. Again. 
you know, and so you really, like, you could do more movies with, you know, and in today's world of, like, world building, you could do Axel movies not called Beverly Hills Cop, but in the 80s, they expect the name to be the same and a number at the end. Right. Speaking of which, we might still get a Beverly Hills Cop 4 at some point. It's possible. That'd be amazing. Apparently, they did film a pilot TV show, and it was about Axel Foley's like full-grown son, and it obviously didn't go anywhere past the pilot, but mm-hmm. I think they might have canned it because they want to do a movie. Because when he did this, he did a sequel to Coming to America. It did not. It what it's, it's supposedly not as good as the first one, but it's funny. Yeah, it's not so the yeah, worst I, thing I've ever watched. That's yeah, for sure. So they're saying that he he still has it, and it's possible to do it because everybody's still alive from the other than um, Gilbert Godfrey. Well, and here's the thing: two and three. I watched Coming to America because the sequel was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have nostalgia for the first one. It was great, but I didn't like have these long memories of loving the movie my whole life. And the sequel was still fine, even for okay. a person who just saw the new one. So okay, if they could well, even the do one, that again with Beverly Hills Cop properties, that'd be fun. Right. Then you cross the it over with Bad is... Boys. and <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool. Yeah, I could totally see... Bad Boys being done in the 80s with Eddie Murphy as the Will Smith character. Yeah. And then I can't think of someone who could do the Martin Lawrence better than Martin Lawrence, but from the 80s. Oh, man. Uh, You know who I would like to see as a partner to Eddie Murphy would be uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Playing it straight and tough, Mm -hmm. and then Eddie is like the goofy sidekick. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we kind of get an Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence in Boomerang. And there's uh, a lot of really, really classic scenes in Boomerang. So, you know what? I'll take that. There you go. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy together are good. Because it's Eddie Murphy, David Allen Greer, Martin Lawrence, and uh, I think that was it. But yeah, they're really good playing off each other. Now they're all old. But as you say, I guess Eddie still has it. If if coming to America was at least funny, yeah, no, it was fine. It's never, it's never going to beat the original. No, which I don't think they tried to do. No, no, you can't get that much Jerry curl anymore. <laughs> like they just don't make that stuff in great enough quantity. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to watch it. That was the funniest part for me. Was I know Eric LaSalle <clears throat> as Doctor Benson or Benton or whatever from, from ER. ER. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing him in Color of Night like traumatized me in college. And then mm-hmm. to see him here, I was just like, oh, God. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Color yeah, of Night. Can we do that? Can we just skip whatever we were doing now that I'm thinking Color about it? Color of Night. Is that the Bruce Willis? Yeah. Yeah. And it has, yeah. Uh, it has my guy in it, but I can never think of his name because the guy does the Chucky voice. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Why can I never think of his name? Brad, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif, my Brad. favorite character yeah. actor, and I literally can never recall his name. Well, that's good. You don't know who he is. That's right. But he's in everything. And he's always behind the plexiglass at your cons, and I think that's probably pretty smart. <laughs> good job, Brad Dourif. Yeah, no one was wearing plexiglass this time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ralph Macchio had a mask on. 
but not when he was meeting people, only when he was walking in the building, which is really strange. <laughs> huh. Huh. I think that's the opposite of what he... No, it's fine. Good for good for the karate kid. I, I, I could sit and watch it again, like, right now. Yeah, much like Fast Times, I might watch this movie again this week just for fun. Although, I guess that depends on what we're watching next, because that might change my mood. Travis, what are we watching next? We're going to... uh. Stick with the police theme. Ooh. Okay. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't know if he would have gathered that from the title of the movie. <laughs> We're going to do... I don't know what year it came out. I'll look uh, it up 80, real quick. 83, I think. It's right around the same time. Police Academy. Do you know anything about Police Academy? He knows one thing about Police Academy, whether he remembers it or not. Chris Farley's in it. No. Just kidding. No, that's I don't know. That's Beverly Hills Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Beverly Hills. That was, Hills good. That was funnier than I, I should have. I should have laughed a little harder because that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is your sister, my wife, said, oh, we used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> There's No, you did not watch this movie. There's no way your parents no watched way. Police Academy with you guys. I said maybe Police Academy 5 on regular TV. Police Academy. <laughs> what could we what did we watch that she thought was Police Academy? No, it was probably one of them. And it was probably on regular TV. So okay. it was missing a lot of the good 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 stuff. Gotcha. But number 1 is like all right, cool. So it is I a don't... police movie. I don't know if you got that from the title, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's from '84, apparently... so it's the same year. Oh, it's '84. Okay. So it, it basically apparently... this is another harmonic off of the previous stuff we've already watched. You know. Yes. Where the okay. where the films were going. This is the other direction from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Or the same direction. Who knows? God, but Bruce Mailer's <laughs> in it, and I'm so excited. Yes. No, I'm ex- I haven't watched this movie in a long time, so I'm excited. Well, in a world where Vinegar Syndrome just announced that they're going to release Tropic of Cancer, the Jalo, onto Blu-ray, okay. like a thing I've been hoping for for years and never thought I would get, I'm going to put into the air, into the ether. I'm going to let the world know that if they're going to do that, then I want, speaking of Bruce Mailer, or Mahler? Mailer, I'm saying Mailer. Uh, I want Funland. To get a Blu-ray, okay. Funland, Funland, Funland. Well, they were they were at the con this weekend. You could have sat down and talked to them for three days if you wanted, but you. He was at the con. Vinegar Syndrome. Has oh, VS. Oh, I think you meant Bruce yeah. Mailer was at the con. I was like, what? Nah, Bruce Mailer was not. I love that guy. Uh, tell you where I'm going. I'm going crazy. I almost bought, uh, New York Ninja. No, I didn't. Oh, the VS guys are great. You should have bought New York Ninja. But also, Funland. Oh, actually, last year, they were teasing one of their upcoming releases, and it was like a theme park image as the tease. And I was like, finally, Funland. And then... Was it Funhouse? It was seriously just like a picture that said Vinegar Syndrome Land or something. It was like a picture. Just a print you could hang on your wall. And I'm like, but Funland... One day. Someday. Maybe. I don't know. It never really got a real DVD either. The DVD I found was legit sketchy. 
But it's written by the people that did like that 70s show. Okay. Later. And I sent you the trailer years ago, and I will send it again (laughs) while we're live so that you guys can understand how amazing this movie is. Funland. Funland trailer. It's fucking bonkers. I feel like, did did we give Beverly Hills Cop long enough? I guess we did. The thing about Beverly Hills Cop is it's just really good. You know, there's not a lot to analyze. Yeah, sometimes with really good movies, like, remember, like, we just recorded a couple weeks ago Hot Fuzz, Mm -hmm. and we just, like, we were all just like, yeah, it's great. a little bit. And it was, like, 25 minutes it went by. (laughs) I mean, it's a really good movie. It deserves more than 25 minutes, but, like, get you know, if the podcast podcast episode is too short, go watch the movie. Yeah, go watch the movie. Like, it's... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> All right, Dan sending it over. Oh, I okay. sent you the Funland trailer. I know I've sent it to you before, All but right, we'll hit play at the same time, and I'll mute mine. Oh, I've seen this poster. I know this poster. It's a cool poster. It's uh, it's flipping weird, man. Oh, this movie is so Dan. Oh, it's so bad, <laughs> and it's got subtitles. Yeah, it's like Korean subtitles, which I'm fine with. Thank you, Korea. Oh, my God. Sorry, folks. The park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. (laughs) God, this is like the most Dan movie. This is. I'm waiting for someone to yell, Garbage day! (laughs) Oh, it's rerun! Was that rerun? I don't know. I don't know the cast that well. I just know that Bruce Mailer's in it because... I was like, Axel, what? Oh my god. Is this like a is this like a Kentucky Fried movie? It's actually the trailer's kind of a mess. I mean the movie's a mess too, but it's I mean it's it's a narrative. <laughs> is it car wash? It's I I've definitely wild. seen this before. You've seen this movie? Uh, and I've seen nightmares. This, no. I've seen this <laughs> preview. Okay. So yeah, I'm just putting it into the ether that I want Funland on Blu ray. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wow. Oh, man. Talk about a movie that probably won't get a Blu-ray, though. It's pretty legit sketchy. Oh, speaking of another movie that won't get a Blu-ray anytime soon, I finally found a DVD copy of Meet the Feebles. Oh. It was released in Korea. I assume South Korea, but I didn't really ask. Uh, But I bought it on eBay. It was cheap. It was like six bucks plus like five shipping. Uh. And it's a good quality. It's probably a VHS rip that's been like repurposed to a DVD, but it's a pressed disc, not a burn. And it looks pretty good. And I put it on today just to make sure that it played and it sounded fine. And oh my God, like I knew that movie was fucked up when I watched it as like a movie to show people in high school. Like, look how weird this movie is from the guy that did Lord of the Rings. But man, that's a fucked up movie. So maybe I'll get another one and send it your way so we can do that for the show. Meet the Feebles. Meet the Feebles. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah. Anyone who's seen the movie is currently thinking about how messed up it is, and anybody that hasn't yet is unaware. Cool. Yeah. Well. That's how long I had to reflect on Meet the Feebles. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey. uh, George, you want to thank the listeners? George, thank the listeners, and let's talk about Bad Boys. Yes. uh, Thanks, listeners. We're going to talk about Bad Boys now. 
Wait, can we say something to the listeners? Sure. We would like to interact with people. Okay. So if you are a listener, you are a fan, if you're not a fan, go over to the Facebook page, get involved, get your name out there. We talk about Aaron all the time. Aaron's very involved. We do interact uh, with our listeners. If you're on YouTube. That's quite fun. Come over. Send us some shit to talk about. We'll we'll say names. We'll yeah. ask us questions. We'll tell us movies you want us to watch. All that stuff. We'll tell you no or yes, depending no on the No spoilers, though. No spoilers. No but spoilers. Yeah, if you go over there, you will definitely have interaction. And, you know, we'll say your name, whatever question or statement or whatever. I mean, Aaron's constantly sending us stuff. Yeah. Well, and I want to send a shout out to Daniel Perez, who yes, Daniel as well. is literally the funniest Facebook story person I have on my feed. <laughs> like, if he posts something to his story, I jump right to it because I know that guy only posts gold. Nice. So thank you, Daniel Perez. You post gold. You post gold. So thank you. And thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod and on Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with Police Academy. Now on to bad boys. Bad boys. Bad boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> we gotta learn the that. lyrics. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Oddly enough, the song my brother walked out to in my wedding. Oh, wow. That's a <laughs> choice. Yeah, every, the the yeah. Martin Lawrence version. Yeah, every, every groom's person had their own song, and my brother came out to Bad Boys. The theme song to the cop show. I remember that. Yes. It was 37 years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was 22 years ago. I was going to say, it was about 20. If it's 2022, it's 22 years. I was married in 2000, so it doesn't matter. Word up. I always know how many years I've been married by what year it is. That's That was, a good, that was a good trick. Good trick. Yeah. Good on you. Good on me. So, bad boys. I was supposed to settle the score and decide whether Bad Boys was boring or not, right? Because that's why the we original. Went, that's why we went right to two. Right was was Dan's argument. It's two is just better. Well, know. actually, what he said was two has uh, more action. One was a lot like the movie we watched prior, which I think was True Lies. True Lies. Okay, and then two had extraordinary had, things that were beyond that. So Had we vamped it up. Yeah. Plus, it kind of led into Hot Fuzz because they mentioned it a bunch of times. Right. Um, I did not think it was boring. Oh, good. It was not. As a pair, they're perfect, right? Yeah, I think I was I was bored with Bad Boys 2. Because I didn't see Bad Boys 1, I think. Like, I didn't care about anything in Bad Boys 2. I I just didn't. What's funny is Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2 has the same charm as 1. But I think the joke... I didn't realize it. Right. My, my point was the jokes don't land as well because the characters aren't fully established yet. 
when you watch two without watching one, yeah, you don't get the history of these two because I th- I think the two of them they have a lot of um I don't know low level interaction that is not like action packed. It's like yes. a lot of banter, a lot of almost like Big Brother, Little Brother. Yes, type and shit. I like that. Yeah, and that's why I like one. Plus, I like Tia Leone. I'm a big fan of hers. So. She was the uh, witness. She was the witness. Well, we, I can't compete with Taylioni, but uh, <laughs> I might point out, if I was playing devil's advocate, that <laughs> often on this show, I hear complaints from a certain George that, quote, I'm not an idiot. I don't need you to say it. So, obviously. That's mm-hmm. true. That's and true. with Bad Boys 2, you can surmise all the things. They give you enough. You're right. They're like, hey, this guy's on like meditation and pills. Like he's clearly had a rough couple of years. You don't have to see him in one. You know, you get the idea. I got the idea. But, but you didn't put your heart in it, man. But Joey Pants in in two is, is so shit. much funnier after you've yeah. seen him in one. Because the other big thing that you're missing in two is his boss in one. The the woman that goes on to do CSI. Oh, yeah. The, is it CSI? Uh, the Internal Affairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she is, like, the wife that drives a man to drink. Like, she, yeah. she completely makes him want to jump off a bridge. Yes. You can tell. Yes. <laughs> like, he has to answer to this person who is just on his ass constantly. So then he has to be on other people's ass for that same says, reason. Yes. Ass says... Ass says uh yeah, to me that's a fun dynamic, cause shit rolls downhill, and he's getting shit on, so then he shits on them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's Joey Pants in Bad Boys Two is way funnier after you've seen yeah Joey Pants. And the other Bad thing Boys missing one. from Two that I love about One is Marcus's relationship with his wife. Yeah, and you kind of miss that a little bit in the second one, like that that whole scene where. <laughs> He answers the phone and Mike is at his house. And she's like, no, Mike, put it back in. And it's like, he's like <laughs> he thinks her, <laughs> I it's knew totally was, a friend's moment. Like I knew just, that was coming, yeah. Yeah, it's just like the, almost like Three's Company. Uh, yeah. That whenever Mr. Roper heard them talking, he always thought something yeah. was happening that wasn't. Yeah, like, which is funny because, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but, you know, the whole reason why... Um, Martin Lawrence is, and 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 his wife have issues is because like he's never home, right? Mm-hmm. He's like always, you know, he's he's like he's never there, blah blah blah. And then like they have what it how many days? Four days. Yeah, it was until the the drop. The uh, so like they have four days. They got to solve this thing, and then like all of a sudden, like there's a bunch of time spent at home just. The like swapped at each other's homes because they've taken on each other's right, right. They're trying and, to trick the the witness, or right? Keep her calm, right? And that you know that creates all that dynamic and that you know uh, all the drama, right, between him and his wife, and also between Will Smith and his masseuse and all kinds of people. But I just thought it was like really inconsistent to be like these dudes are never home. Right. Like that's something that we established very, very clearly. They're never ever home. They're always working. 
And then now that they have only three days left or two days left, yeah, they just spend a lot of time at home now. They're looking at well, photo because albums. He, the, the only <laughs> reason that kind of makes sense is that Marcus is babysitting. He's not home because he's babysitting. So he's he's got to babysit this witness. And Marcus is trying to hold All I'm saying is down. it was like, I get it for developing things and having drama. You need that. But it just wasn't really consistent. Okay. One of my one of my things. Also, the villain was better in the first one than the second one too. I think. Uh, Scott Stapp in the second movie. I wasn't like Scott as Stapp in the second movie. <laughs> He's got his arms wide open. It's great. I don't know the 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 bad guy in the first one seemed more intimidating, more drug lordish. Yeah. Um. What was the the witness's name? The in real life. Yeah. Uh, Taya Leone. Yes. Um, I don't know why they gave her any lines. It wasn't. It's. I know it's not her because I've seen her in other things, mm-hmm. and she's and, and she's hilarious. Um, because I mean, I've seen her in one other thing, which was, I believe she was the wife, in Fun with Dick and Jane. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, she's fantastic. In yes, that. she's also in a very good Nicolas Cage movie that you probably should watch. Okay. At some point, she plays his wife. She's very good. Okay. So I know it's not her. The 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 lines written for her were terrible. No, she's visual. She's visual candy in this movie, and that's a that's a yeah, Michael she was. Bay thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like uh, what's her name was in all the Transformers movies. Uh, Megan Fox. Like yeah, they don't care what she's saying. They just want her to look good, and that's sad because I've seen her do other movies, and she's pretty good. Yeah. Same thing with Taya Leone. She's good. She has good comedic timing. Shows a little bit of it in this movie, like it, almost by accident. Mm-hmm. Where she has a couple delivered lines where you're like, okay, if that was, if they gave her the time of day to be one of the comedic people in this movie, that would have been, that would have landed a lot better. Yeah. But they basically just wanted her to look good and, you know, make sure the lighting was right. On the slow motion stuff, and yep. that was it. Yeah. It's a shame, because she does have good comedic timing. It is. Yeah, it is. So, all in all, the first movie, Bad Boys, was not boring. I liked it. In some in some ways, I liked it better. And I think watching the first one made me like Bad Boys 2 more. Hmm. So now, now you got to go back and you... watch Bad Boys 2 again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we'll never know if if you would have liked Bad Boys Two from the get go if you had already seen one. We will never know that. We will never know that. But I but think either way, it was the science was there. It was good. I know why we did too. It was an interesting experiment. It was a good experiment. I'm not mad at Dan for that. I I understand why we did it. But I and per- I'm glad I watched the first one because I. Yeah. Yeah. It brought lots of things into perspective. Good extra credit project. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Don't watch the Next third week. one. <laughs> Yeah, don't watch the third one. Okay. And next week you have to watch Wild Things again because there's a yes. few things you missed. <laughs> no. And if you don't, then we're going to watch Showgirls. Showgirls. We might at still watch point, Showgirls. At this point, I don't George think... wants to watch Showgirls. I, think. I, I mean, I don't. I can't see how a movie could be worse than Wild Things. <laughs> wow. I, 
You know, that's a challenge. Bring, bring on Showgirls. I'm, bring it on, Willie. I'm ready. We can do a Showgirls Wild Things comparison, and I'll give you my mm. honest opinion. Well, we have uh, obligations to the calendar that might interrupt our ability to jump into Showgirls right away, but soon we'll have to show some girls. But yes. this uh, Police Academy will launch on August 31st, and then we're in September. So fall break and that's when we do do a fall break the start of some special special fall stuff fall stuff we build our way to watch ends yeah so you get to hear our discussion about Halloween kills I've been (laughs) waiting a year Uh, to know what you're so pissed about I can't wait to not watch it (laughs) it's gonna be so good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, dudes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with Police Academy. Peace. Peace.